Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruden. Joining me once again is Colin Mitchell in a new pullover with, with what is that, a polo underneath that? Yeah, a golf. When? It's 11.35 p.m. right now, Colin. I had a long weekend, Bruni, and I got home, I, when I got home today, I went to sleep, and you woke me up at 10.30. I'm going to go uh, back to yeah. sleep. How was your how was your trip? How was the the wedding? Let's see. Thursday rolled rolled up there. Didn't realize this this uh wow this hotel had a bar closed okay. at midnight. Oh boy! And I was okay. like, hey Norma, you want to get some drinks? Went down there. Worst drinks I've ever had in my life. But you know me, you know we hang out. There's people mm-hmm. all of a sudden like from the wedding that's down there. So then we continue to hang out. I get a couple drinks in me and Br- as Bruni knows when I get a couple drinks in me, I got to give people drinks. So I bought three tall. rounds of drinks mm-hmm. and uh, night one wasn't hung over though. Thumbs up on to Friday, the wedding day. Uh, we roll up to the wedding. It's like five and uh, you know, great ceremony, whatever, whatever. Yeah. We go to the, the reception. It's a, probably like a five and a half hour reception crazy and let me tell you there was some there was some interesting this is story time with colin to start we're just gonna okay for starting. <laughs> go ahead this oh wait sorry roll back real quick i played 27 holes of golf in this polo and these shorts so that day morning because norma had to get okay. had to get because she's a bridesmaid had okay. to get ready from 11 okay all right so, so back five. forward to saturday to friday so, yeah, that's the same same day, Friday, just earlier in the day. Play 27 holes. Boom, bang. We're good. I did walk into a private golf club's uh, locker room, made the mistake, rolled up to the wrong course, and I got chastised for that. And then we finally made it to the right course that I had to go to. Let me tell you, you don't make a course and name it one thing and then have two courses there and no one knows about them, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, yeah, when I walked into that that uh that men's locker room, it was crazy. I opened the door because it says public clubhouse left, and then I saw the only door that was to the left. I walk in, and it's like blue carpet, poker tables everywhere, mahogany, like ornate. I was like, "All right, dog, I gotta get out of here." <laughs> so I left. Uh, anyways, played, go to the wedding. We're back there, reception. I have never seen. Let me just tell you, I, I can't, I can't, I don't want to like, you know, out a family because, you know, it's, it's, they're great. They're great. I, I mean, we have no idea who the family is. So it doesn't don't... matter. Okay, sure. These they are having a good song. time. These are three songs that they dance to. Let me tell oh, you, God. I saw the sprinklers. I saw the running man. I saw, I saw it all. Three songs that I, that, that this is not every song, but three songs just to give you guys a vibe. A vibe. The Aladdin theme song. The Aladdin theme song. Yep. Okay. The Tarzan theme song. Is that the Doug Collins one? I don't know. Doug I Collins did some work Norma, on that. Norma told me that. I did not okay. know. I was in the I go to the bathroom and I start hearing Patrick from SpongeBob. And I go, "What?" <laughs> and then you hear CMPFIRSNG song and CMPFIR. And I was like, oh "All right, God. I got to stay in the bathroom for this one. I didn't leave till the song was over after I heard Patrick screaming wow. at the end. I walked back out. They're having a great time. There was normal songs too. I think you could because you could request from the DJ. So the yeah. DJ was just you know people are just messed up, and I was yeah. trying to get messed up, but I couldn't. So yeah, welcome this morning at eight thirty over here. Heavyweight Colin Mitchell. No, I, I don't. What it's I think happened is that the alcohol that was provided <clears throat> was diluted or something because I tried. 
I know I tried. I really did. It was it was just stupid. I watched him make the drinks, you know, whatever. Anyways, uh Colin was a form, former bartender for those who don't know. Yeah, you know, count count poor, you know, whatever. Yeah, you got um, it. Yep. In his blood. So, uh, in his, in my That's blood. a good, it's yeah, a good weekend. Had, it was great. Woke up this morning, 8 30, left at 10 20, got to the golf course at 3 10, golf by 3 15, played. Here we are. Oh, we, got Mexican food today at Anime. And there we go. All right, there's story time with Colin Mitchell. Uh, the reason why he missed both games uh, this week, UAB and Charlotte. I did watch the end of the UAB game. We will give him credit. He watched the second. And I did that at the rehearsal dinner. I was like, Norman, I got to pull this thing up. <laughs> yeah, he basically watched the fourth quarter and the overtimes of the UAB game. So we can give him some credit for that. Um, Charlotte, I watched the first half and then I changed it. And yeah, I kept up enough. with it. I kept up with it on my on Twitter with Reed, Reed's tweet to see if anything got out of hand, but it didn't. And they took care of business. So, uh, UAB uh, was the game we were looking forward to. Yep. Um, I predicted them to lose. Uh, it looked like they were going to lose for a bit, and then they end up winning the game, eighty-two to seventy-nine, in double overtime. What an absurd game! Uh, that's really the only game I want to talk about, and then we'll talk big picture because the Charlotte game they looked amazing. I mean, they just completely took care of business against the Charlotte team that. Has the potential to be scary, but um, <clears throat> what are they in conference now, Charlotte? Five and nine. <clears throat> five and nine in conference now. Um, let's see their conference right Lost four of their yeah. last five. Yeah, no. So, again, take care of business against the bad teams. You beat UAB, um, who coming into this game, we talked about it, and part of the reason why I thought UAB was going to win this game was UAB had won four in a row. You know, they had Jordan Walker back, and they went into this game – in my opinion, you know, kind of playing really well. And I think they're still playing really well because after that game, they go about, go down and beat Middle Tennessee at home by by 23 Jeez. today. Yep. So it's like, it's not like this is a UAB team that is not playing well. This is going to be a very, very dangerous team, a team that could win the tournament in Frisco, but their at-large bid is gone. You know, it's kind of like the situation North Texas is kind of in uh, where that large bid is gone. But the win, um, which we'll get into big picture later, the win puts North Texas now three games ahead for the second second place spot. Um, FAU is still going to win the conference. North Texas is going to come in second. And then um, UAB middle was for third place, and UAB won that game handily. So that's probably going to be the order, which would set up, obviously, a semifinal with, of North Texas and UAB. Uh, we're getting way ahead of ourselves right now, but that would be crazy. Uh, what, what do you want to talk about when we talk about the UAB game? What, what stood out to you? Where do you want to start with Listen, that? Listen, I, th- I mentioned the last podcast, <clears throat> Kai Huntsbury – is doing things. things. Uh, I texted you during the overtime. I was like, you know what, Bruni? Kai made some big plays. He was looking like Javion. Uh, again, the post up thing is yep. do is great. The, you know, he had the turnaround uh, uh, hook shot at the end, and then he uh, had that huge three point play. And it was that was before the. Before Don't try overtime. to sequence it. Just say it happened. Yeah, That's and it was great. Point. It was great. It was great. Um, yeah, Kai, like you said, the post ups, the little floater push shots, the him yeah. getting to the rim, getting to the free throw line, um, all of that was very Javion esque, and that's what we kind of expected coming into the year was he was mm-hmm. going to be that physical guard next to Tyler that could do the things Tyler couldn't. You know, Tyler shot fourteen threes this game, which I have zero problem with. He went four fourteen, which obviously isn't great, but like zero problem with Tyler taking shooting fourteen threes. Um, however, at the end of the game. I wanted the ball in Kai's hands because they were guarding Tyler Perry with Eric Gaines. 
And Eric Gaines, uh, for those who don't know, I covered him last year at LSU. He was probably the best defender on LSU. We knew coming into the year he was going to be one of the best defenders in the conference, and he was fantastic, I think, against Tyler. I mean, he, Eric Gaines went like, you know, he only scored 12 points, two or two on threes, but like, and fouled out, but he was on Tyler for majority of time. So I said, give the ball to Kai or even give the ball to Ruben because they were trying to hide Jordan Walker. Yep. And, um, I'm going to call him – I'm calling him Jordan Walker, right? Not Jelly Walker. Y'all can call him Jelly. I'm going to call him Jordan, all right, because Tyler Perry and Kai Huntsbury won that game. They were the better backcourt. And so Jordan Walker, to me, I mean, he ended the game 8 of 20 with one free throw, you know, four assists. Like, he didn't he didn't play that great. Um, and I thought he had looks to, to – I didn't think, like, North Texas was doing, you know – they weren't double teaming him. They weren't forcing the ball out of his hands. Like they were saying, all right, you're going to hit some tough shots. Take them. He took them, didn't make all of them. Um, but I thought Tyler and Kai were fantastic. Um, and I want to give a shout out to Aaron Scott because, damn, I tweeted it. He's a dog, an absolute dog. Wow. I mean, he only had two offensive rebounds by the box score. Yeah. But it felt like he was everywhere on the court. And he ended the game with five points. Uh, 10 boards, three assists, three turnovers, one block, two steals. I it just felt like he was everywhere. So I want to get where it's got his credit. The charge. And the charge. Yep. And the charge. Dude, he was just everywhere, man. And that's there, – there's a lot of overall, overall takeaways. But, like, Aaron Scott finding his role on this team over the course of this season has been huge because, like, we weren't sure if they were going to, like – like, do you put – Jaden Martinez in over him, like yeah, do you go small. Like we don't weren't sure how they were gonna fix this, and now Aaron Scott has come into his own. So I'm I'm happy about that. And then Abu, you know, doing what he does, seven to 12, 15 points. He's gotten, he's getting better, and that's this is so much has changed over the past six games. Yeah, this six game winning streak, so much has changed to the point where it's like they're they it feels like they have an identity now. Yeah, if you would have told me, you know, when we were when they had that little kind of downturn, Abu would have 41 minutes and in the game against a full a healthy UAB, I'd be like, no way. And yeah, so you know, you get on the list, Abu 41 minutes, Aaron Scott 43 minutes, uh, Kai 42, Tyler Perry 46. Like those guys are doing great during this uh, stretch. I think it's interesting, and, we, and you kind of brought this up. I don't remember if you brought up last podcast. JD Martinez, you know, only three minutes. We did Max- talk about last podcast because they didn't play yeah. in the the game before UAB. I don't remember. That's what it was. was. Yeah. And then uh, Matthew Stone, only two minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. What, do you, what do you take away about that? I mean, because Ruben off the bench at 42 minutes. That's going to be their six. Yeah. That's going to be their six guys. And then seven, we talked about this last podcast as well, but like they're putting in Mule Sissoko now as the backup five instead yep. of Jaden Martinez, which I, I think I said after the rice loss, I was like, you know what? Just screw it. Go play offense. Like, just go score the ball. I don't care at this point. I just wanted them to score the ball. What they've done, Abu has obviously played better, so we, we'll give him credit for playing better, which is good. But what they've done is they said, all right, whenever Abu's not on the court, we'll play Sissoko, and that way we still have a rim presence. And he's, I mean, he's more athletic in a sense than Abu. He doesn't have to touch quite, but I thought he was really, really solid, like uh, Sissoko was in those, in those <laughs> yep. minutes. So... If they can get that uh, level of, you know, athleticism, defense, whatever you want to call it, from Sissoko, it kind of takes out the variable that Jaden Martinez is. Because sometimes Jaden Martinez will be very, very good, 
but there are gonna there were games where he was not good, where he was inefficient, yeah. where he you couldn't find him. Here, no matter what, whether it's Abu, whether it's Sissoko, you're gonna get an interior presence, which this team we talked about all year desperately needed. And now yeah. you got the center, you get Kai going, um, and it's just it feels a lot better. This team just feels a lot better than it does. Than, because even when they were winning games early in conference, it didn't feel good. We st- we talked about this several times. It's like yeah. they barely beat middle, had to come back or barely beat Western, had to come back against middle, you know, um, barely beat F- FIU on the road. It's like had to beat La Tech on the last second shot. It didn't feel good. They weren't playing good basketball. After the Rice loss, and I think that, that UAB win on the road was huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. The, uh, Sorry. The Rice lost, I mean, six straight games, and it feels like they've taken control, and they have, like I said, they have not, and everybody has stepped into their roles and are excelling in their roles. Yeah, and, and uh, I think one thing that's helped is in games that aren't against Charlotte or, you know, bad teams like that, you know, Grant shortened the bench to the six instead of seven. And I think I, I didn't really think that that would have, and if the, I guess the effect that it's kind of had, because, uh, you know, you even go to the Charlotte game, uh, Matthew Stone was your, I guess, third, yeah, third leading, or sorry, seventh in minutes was 17 minutes. Uh, JD Martinez had, uh, JD Martinez had six minutes, and you know, you kind of just take them out in a way. I mean, Matthew Stone, normally before, what was it, a couple games ago, he had like 36 minutes or something, and you're messaging me, it's like, what is happening? <laughs> so, uh, I think that's interesting as well. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm texting a coach real quick. Wow thank you mm. all right there we go um you, but yeah it's, you want me to repeat what i said <laughs> no 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 i think i think i i think i got the gist of it sorry i was work um at 12 o'clock but um all right so like overall six straight wins we talked we said last podcast we talked about them possibly winning out if they beat uab yeah they have three straight road games, La Tech, UTEP, Charlotte, it's next three games, then middle and uh, Western at home to end it. What are the odds they go undefeated? Like what percentage? Uh, I still think it's low. Me, really? La Tech is going to be tough. Like UTEP and Charlotte both on the road. Yeah, and... but this team hasn't really shown that the road matters necessarily i mean yeah they had their hiccups early but i don't think it was i don't think it was a road situation it was it was them trying to solidify what they're trying to do uh, on the offensive side of the ball and with lineups and such so i law tech is the scariest game for me i will say that but i think outside of those four games because i don't even think western hasn't picked up uh you know they're six and eight yeah. i'm gonna say 62 percent they win out. that's high that's very high. I I'm not putting. I'm at twenty percent. Okay. They went out. That's so tough. You and got middle good. still, and you know Western at both at home. I'll be it, but yeah, it's not easy. Um, still, and I said the last podcast if they go sixteen and four, I mean this is uh, this is what a great fantastic season. Yeah. Like, do you feel like this team is has hit its stride? Like, is this the peak? of what this team can be and what they will be. And that's not a bad thing because if no. they sustain this, then they could win the tournament. But I'm just saying, is this the peak or could they get even better? Uh, I'm going like, to say, how, like how, how could they get better? 
I was, I was, I'm going to say, yeah, I was going to say, this is going to be the peak. What do you, I mean, Tyler Perry still scored 28 points in seven of 18. It was just the, the threes. Uh, if, if that's what, if that's what we're going to base it off of that game, I used to think that this is the peak. It's, it's the, the play hard, hit big shots when you need to make big plays. Uh, I saw a, a tweet by North Texas basketball. They had like a, a highlight tape and they had, you know, Grant in the, in the huddle. He says the tougher team always wins. And that's what this team has always shown. And I feel like everything is predicated on that. You know, you don't need the guy that can score. You don't need the guy that can shoot threes. As long as this team plays hard and they showed that last year, you can go out and win a lot of games. And now they have, you know, the talent on top of the toughness. And, you know, this is this is what it gets you once it all kind of, you know, solidifies together. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're shooting 38% from three now. Yeah. Conference. They're shooting 51% from two. Remember that? Like, I don't have the non-conference splits in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it was like what 43 or something percent from two in non-conference and like 33 percent from three, something along those lines. Like <clears throat> this team right here can win the tournament. I have zero problem saying that this team is a better team than the team that lost <clears throat> to FAU, FAU twice, and that team that lost to FAU twice obviously almost won those games. Like was very close to winning both of those games. At this level. I don't have a problem saying this is the best team in the conference at this moment. Like, is it, is it wrong? Maybe it's wrong. FAU is still 14-1, and one, for God's sakes. But FAU just got pushed to overtime by La Tech. You know, lost to UAB comfortably on the road. Like, they, it's not, they have not been an impenetrable force. You know, they got pushed to FIU. They barely beat North Texas twice. Like, it's a very, very good team. But we've talked about this before. This FAU team doesn't feel like an immovable object, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, it doesn't feel they don't feel inevitable in a sense. Like even last year's UAB team to me felt like they were gonna win the tournament, like just going into it. And I know they should have lost to Middle Tennessee in the semis, all this stuff, but like that team felt like all right, if they get clicking, they're gonna win the tournament. FAU their ceiling just doesn't feel as high. Yeah, and that might be unfair because they've beaten Florida. You know, they've beaten North Texas twice, so those are good wins. But like, I know the players on this team; they're very, very good players. They they don't. If North Texas plays at their best, I think North Texas can like very well turn this into a fifty fifty game. Like, maybe even be favored. So if we, it is in Frisco. Let's not forget, it's in Frisco. Yeah, and that true. that matters. It does matter. It mattered the two quote years unquote, ago when, the when this unquote, team. Yep. Made it. The quote-unquote neutral site. <laughs> like, sorry, FAU, you're coming to Frisco here. So if it is 50-50, I'm tipping the scale to North Texas by, like, two points. You know, something like that. Is So with you saying that, is UAB the scariest team in the tournament for you then? Woo, that's a good question. Because I agree. Uh, I mean, you said that they don't feel unmovable. And I know that might be unfair just because, you know, what you said. But – it almost feels like it's not doesn't feel like North Tech and North Tech's obviously a couple of years ago when they went to the tournament, it, they they were having down end of the season, yeah. but they still felt inevitable. You know what I mean? Like every game it was like North Texas can do it. UAB, like you said, last year felt the same way. This year they still give me the same vibes. But FAU, I don't know, maybe it's just because we watched those two games and they were so close. Yeah. But it just it just doesn't seem like they're gonna be the the you know the world beaters that like I feel like this they've been playing at their peak the whole time, whereas yeah. we've been talking about North Texas has just hit their stride. UAB is finally healthy and is hitting their stride. I think that those are the two best teams in conference. 
doesn't it feel like we always have a pretty good handle on who's going to win the con- the tournament? And I know I, like, I say I that. I feel like one of though, us has predicted it the last Even though like, I know years. we've been wrong um, in filling out the brackets part. But, um, like, not even this North Texas team. I'm not going to include this team per se, even though after that middle – after the La Tech game in the uh, – I think that was the semi. It was middle to – I don't remember the order, but they played middle in the play-in game and then played somebody else and then played uh, Western or LaTeX and Western. But it just felt like once we saw them start clicking, we're like, okay, this team. Oh, yeah. It was right, by the way. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Once they beat those teams, it was like, all right, they're going to do this. So I'm not going to take credit for that year. But like last year, we knew North Texas was not quite good enough to win the tournament. Yeah. Right. Like, I feel like we had a pretty good understanding of like, this team just doesn't quite have what it takes to win it. Like they went 16 and two in the turn in conference. And we were still like, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that's going to, I'm not sure it's going to work. And sure enough, they scored like 36 points and lose to La Tech. This year, like FAU very well could win the tournament. But if you're asking me to pick a winner right now, I'm probably taking either UAB or North Texas. Yeah. Which might be stupid because at this moment they're gonna have to play each other in the semis. Well, what's so. the what's the what's the blueprint for for a tournament team? Uh, I mean, it's you have to like you said the North Texas team last year. They're a tournament team because they're tough and they're gonna wear down teams. In a tournament setting, you need to be tough, yes, but you need to be able to hit big shots when they matter, make big plays when they matter. And yeah. what is what does North Texas in the last six games last or two nights or sorry Thursday night they did exactly that. Kai Tyler hitting the bank shot charge like yeah boom yeah so it, that will be the interesting thing if they can sustain this level of play because they've they've reached it we agree we both agree that they have reached their this team's potential yeah and that's great that's what you all probably 80 percent of teams never reached their potential in a season if i had to guess like just it's so hard for a team to reach their potential in in the course of a season i'm not even sure uab has reached their potential yet if we're being honest, I didn't watch the middle Tennessee game. Maybe they looked fantastic. They probably did. They just beat them by 23, but I'm saying like, it's really hard to reach your potential. So if North Texas can sustain this, let's just say they end 16 and four, they only lose one more game, 16 and four, you go in as the two seed, regardless of who the three seed is. If they are playing like this, like how they've played the last four games. Yeah. They, I don't know if they will be the favorites to win it, but it's going to be hard to beat them in that setting. Like, it's just going to be super hard to beat them in Frisco um, for anybody, really. I'm not sure who they'd play, like, who the seventh seed would be, but let's just say it's like a Western Kentucky in, in the first round. They're going to take care of them. Then you get either UAB or, like, middle or someone. Yeah. It'd be tough. And then we'll see where it goes. If they play UAB, if they play, um, you know, then FAU in the, in the title game. So, obviously, it's down the line, but at this point in the year, it's really not – we're a month away. I know that's crazy, right? Five Six, games away. Four weeks. Um, yeah, five games away at this point. So if they go undefeated, Bruni, I'm still gonna say that they uh, they can get an at large bid. Ken Palm has them 60th right now. Where are they in the net? Oh, uh, I hold on. It's behind my light, so I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I don't got you on I that. Don't, I don't think so. They're 56th in the net. That's not high enough. Listen, man. It's not they were because you have to think like there's like twenty 
at uh teams that are gonna get out of uh, automatic qualifying from like right. smaller conferences. So really, you have to be like top forty. If they lose in the final or the semifinal, I think they get it. They're not. Okay. Well, final win out final. Like I said before, I'll get them like twenty five and six or something. I don't think so. I'd be shocked. Shocked. But again, you probably make the NIT at that point. So yeah. I would be thrilled with an NIT run with this team because they could probably make the final four and that would mean playing in like Madison Square Garden. I thought they stopped that. Nope. Well, not yet. Okay. I thought they were going to stop it. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't really keep up with the NIT if we're being honest. I just well, you know you should. Sorry. Um but yeah, anything else? On this team, I think we can wrap it up for the most part. I don't think so. 25 minutes just seems short. I mean, five of it was me talking, so. All right, what else do you want to talk about, Colin? <laughs> I don't know. Is Maya still there? Yeah. Uh, Tyree, I think, is is playing. We just want to start shouting out people. I thought Ruben played really controlled. Maybe <laughs> that's an area where they could get better, maybe. But Ruben's shooting the ball really well. Yeah, he is. He really like, is. Like, what has he been shooting? Let's see. Let's see. Okay. One of one against Charlotte, two of three against UAB, two of four against Rice, 0 and 2, 0 for 2, 1 for 3, 0 for 2. So, hey, three game sample size. That's all I need to see. Uh, Ruben's heating up. Watch out for that one. I love how we just kind of ignore, uh, we've now ignored the UTSA game, but that's why I said the last six, the last four games. You know, I didn't say the last six games at this point. Mm. UTEP, UTEP, Rice, UAB, Charlotte, last four games. And then throw the UAB game in there. We're not including UTSA, but. I'm happy with it. 25 minute podcast. That's that's plenty. Um, I, I talked to Colin recently about getting a guest on here for the next podcast. So stay tuned. It will be a North Texas alum. Unless they lose. And if you know, they lose, I'm not having him on the podcast. No. Who who they got next? I've already forgotten who they La Tech, the, the game that you're scared of. That is scary. La Tech and UTEP as the next game. They're not gonna lose to UTEP. But La Tech and UTEP. Um see we'll probably be back next Saturday or Sunday. We'll see if we can get the guest on and uh, go from there. All right, Colin. Good podcast today, 12 o'clock. Um, I'm tired, Green. I, I don't, yeah, no, you got to go. my eyes, they're watering. Go shower and change clothes for once in your What's life. What's worse is Norma has my car and it has all of my stuff for showering in it. Well, go turn the water on and stand under it. What are you talking about? Listen, everything. <laughs> this man has a, got a shower kit? No, like my toothbrush. I have like a, a, a system. Okay. Toothbrush, toothpaste. Oh, go face. stand under the water and then <sighs> get out of the water and dry yourself if you got if you don't have any soap. I know you have soap in there. I mean, yeah. I just told you, yeah. but I had the system. I don't care about your system. I don't care what you care about. I care. I don't care about <laughs> no, your system. If you got a shower, go shower. Okay. That's my motto in life. All right. All right. Um that's all that's it we're not dragging out this podcast anymore um I'm you know what tired. we're story time with bruni you got let's say let's see three minutes and 40 seconds you got I'm nothing not, i'm not telling the story this <laughs> is crazy i'm not telling the story however i am thinking about going to get some crawfish for the game tomorrow so i'm excited for that i forgot super rules even tomorrow crawfish what do you got i'm learning how to make crab legs as well it's on my bucket list i i got the chiefs how about you Patrick Mahomes on my fantasy team. I got the Chiefs. Oh yeah, you know. I just I don't like the Eagles. And I like Patrick Mahomes. So, there you go. Uh, give me the Chiefs. We'll see how it goes. All right. 
feel like we're drained, you know? Just you're sitting back. I'm, you know, I'm wearing the clothes I wore yesterday. This is crazy. I'm the podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Uh, leave a like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, follow us on Twitter's right here, Matthew Bruni on the uh, Matthew Bruni on. They get it. They they get it. It's, Do the whole thing. It's all the whole nine. YouTube. Yep. If you're not watching the YouTube, check out the YouTube. I know we still got a lot of audio listeners, so we appreciate y'all as well. So send it to a friend, subscribe, and we will talk to y'all later.